0: This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty fantasy football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty podcast. Join me and my co-host, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you...
1: Fantasy football family, what's going on? It's your boy Eugene. Welcome to another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I am one of the hosts of the show, you know, and we appreciate you for, uh, you know, tuning in with us for another week of uh, fantasy football. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FantasyGenes, G E N E S. You can also find our official Twitter page or Twitter handle, uh, Off the Line FF, uh, on this pod. You know, we talking all things fantasy. Uh, Talking about certain players in the situations, you know, giving a few laughs, jokes here and there, uh, all in hopes of, you know, talking, talking this fun game of fantasy in a language that you understand and, you know, prepare your fantasy squads for this playoff run that hopefully that y'all are in. Uh, The other host of the show, Ike, was popping, was good. How was your week 12? How was your Thanksgiving?
0: What's happening, people? Uh, I could be found on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. Yeah, you know, my, my Thanksgiving was cool. Kicked it with the fam um But you know, one thing we didn't we we saw was a lot of bad football. Saw a lot of oh, bad football this week. Boy, <laughs> The um, uh, Lions Bears game garbage. I don't even have. I don't even have. Uh, what what channel was it? It was on. It was on Fox. I think it
1: was that on was Fox. on CBS.
0: It, oh, it was on CBS. I you sure? Was it on? C- no, what, it was whatever, on Fox. Whatever, you're right. Whatever the case may be, uh, I didn't watch much of it. I I was at the gym <laughs> and then I was driving to you know to my parents' house and you know I I just I was kind of watching like the. You know the you know the, the score updates and things like that, and then I saw DeAndre Swift got hurt, and that kind of sunk a couple of my fantasy teams that week. Um, mm. I, I was able to hold on in a couple, but you know, my, all my other ones, you know, they kind of kind of suffered. Um, and the Cowboys Raiders, I mean, it was a shootout. Um, you know, obviously we lost, unfortunately. Yeah. We had a lot of um, bogus, a lot of bogus calls in that game, and you know, it just kind of adds to the crappy officiating that we've seen all season long. Uh, man. from these officials. It's just been bad. You know, forced you know, four third downs they call a pass interference on the same guy. You no. Know, when have you ever seen that <laughs> When have you ever seen that happen?
1: Boy I'm they sorry. were picking they were picking on your boy uh Anthony Brown, man. It was it was sad. It was sad to see.
0: Yeah, and then the, yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago he uh had a sound bite on his a side thing, Hey I wanna let y'all know I'm like that too. I was like narrator you're like that too sir <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh
1: man um, oh. um
0: but you know from from the you know from the a fantasy perspective on in that game you know Derek Carr and Dak Prescott they scored a lot of fantasy points and uh you know Hunter Renfro um Cedric Wilson Michael Gallup they like, all clips 100 yards um so you know it was a pretty it was a pretty fun fantasy day for the most part um even Tony Pollard he took a uh, you know uh, you know kick to the ground. oh yeah yep um, and then, obviously, you know, the, the Bills played the Saints um, later that night. And then, you know, Josh Allen, uh, he was okay. Um, well, he was more than okay. He threw four touchdowns, so. <laughs> 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 but, you know, the, 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 the offense, it kind of took a little while for them to get
1: really. Yeah, you know, really yeah. Blown,
0: right? I mean, yeah. it, it just so happened that they were playing against Trevor Simeon's hapless Saints hapless Saints offense. They were missing Kamara. They are missing Mark Ingram um they didn't have a deep threat to really speak of so they weren't really the bills weren't really challenged in that game uh for the most part and you know stefan Diggs did work then dawson Knox had a couple of touchdowns and only three catches um and he's a tight end he's an overall tight end i think seven on the season he had seven touchdowns
1: yeah he in nine games this year
0: and pretty efficient so um you know thanksgiving games you know that there was a lot to be desired outside of the cowboys raiders game but uh yeah, we we won't see these matchups uh, going forward.
1: So that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank God, man. It was it was bad. Yeah. Um, another thing that was bad uh, that you did touch on was the overall theme of this week was your your RBs getting hurt. I mean, we saw yeah. CMC. He went out before the fir- first half was done with, and uh, now he's out for the season with a an high ankle. I think high ankle injury. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he like. Uh, if you've been paying attention to him been dealing with these injuries, you've seen that he's never, he has not played a full season since he signed that big old contract. Um, And also, yeah, it is a damn shame. And then also with rule, he's only played six. He's only played six games with rule in two seasons. Um, I don't know, man. It's sad. I
0: can't stay on the field. Um, You know, and to be fair though, like he, you know, CMC, he did earn that contract, right? I mean, he, balled yeah. his ass off, you know, uh, 2017, 2018, 2019, put up, a, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, solid numbers, broke fantasy football in 2019 um, yeah. that contract. Right. So, I mean, yeah. he, he, he had the production to, to boot. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it, he wasn't, des- you know, wasn't deserving of the contract, but you know how, you know, the saying goes, don't pay running backs, uh, but he earned <sighs> his contract and they paid him early. So, yeah. just, yeah. you know, it's just bad luck, bad injury luck, right
1: Yeah, get your money. I know get for you. sure. I know for sure. Next year, he ain't gonna be number one. He's definitely I mean, not gonna be your overall number one pick. Oh no, um, no, not yeah, at all. He, he, yeah, he can't be.
0: I, I, mean, I see him probably going, um, you know, probably later in the first round. Uh, and look, I, I'll gladly buy the dip on that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, he was a he was a previously high performing stock, and then you know he kind of dipped a little bit, and people are down on him. People are kind of bailing but I'm going to buy the dip Uh, next year, wherever, you know, wherever uh, the chips fall um, that's, you know, I'll I'll gladly take McCaffrey at the end of round one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't blame you. Uh, Another person, another running back that got hurt uh, late in that 49ers game was uh, Dalvin cook. Uh, They're saying he's going to be out at least two games with the, like a chest chest slash uh, torn labrum slash, other shoulder. Yeah, yeah dislocated like
0: shoulder. It, dis- he dislocated his shoulder and tore his labrum at the same time. But he's only going to miss two games, which is kind of.
1: Yeah, it's weird know. because you, you got uh, uh Zimmer. He said he's day to day. But you got your your trusted NFL sources uh Ian and uh, uh Adam. They both said at least two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and this was and he's already ha- already has a, a bum shoulder on the other arm that on the other shoulder that didn't even get hurt on the play. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the Vikings do. Uh, I'm sure if they if they start winning some of these games trying to make the playoffs, I'm sure that they they uh, they might give them a little more time to rest. But we'll yeah. see.
0: They uh, have plenty. They'll have plenty of incentive to sit them. I think currently they are one of the wild card teams. I think, I
1: think they're the i think they had the last spot team if
0: i'm not mistaken
1: uh, yeah Or oh, no actually i think they lost that spot because of that that uh that crappy Seattle washington game i think washington actually popped over them mm. they have the same record but i want to say that he hopped over them but they might have regardless.
0: a dalla record over or, or something like that maybe I, that's but regardless high practice go
1: yeah but regardless uh cook is out hopefully you got uh the backup because <laughs> yeah. he's going to be used the exact same way. Um, we'll, we'll, right. we'll touch on
0: them a little bit later
1: on. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Swift, we saw he got hurt early in that first half with a, a, a shoulder injury, saying that he might miss week 13. We'll see. Uh, but, I mean, Jamal Williams in the uh, uh, backup role, he he looked, he looked decent, I mean. Uh, but we'll see what happens with Swift uh, going to week 13. And then also we saw uh, Henderson saying he had – was it acquired – some kind of quad injury. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And then also uh, Zeke, he'd been dealing with a knee injury since the beginning of October. Uh, So now they're talking about, they might rest him. So, uh, I mean, these are all things that we, I mean, going into our playoff push. I mean, it's tough because, you know, the, the pickings are slim. These are, I mean, for the most part, these are, these are been big hitting running backs for, if not most of the year, then at least the last, the last few weeks. So, Uh, definitely got to be active with with the roster gymnastics to try to replace this production
0: yeah it's going to be a lot more difficult when you don't have um, any fab left either because i'm sure most of you have spent a lot of your fab throughout the
1: season on you know
0: reliable players but now this is just kind of one of those you know anomaly weeks of just a lot of running back injuries that you know you have to um yeah you have to pay attention to Yep. Um, but you know Going from running back injuries, let's let's go to actual actual healthy running backs, and we can we can touch on a couple of running backs here. Um, Joe Mixon was his, he's just been on a tear um, lately, and you know just this past Sunday he just ripped through the Steelers um, for twenty eight carries, one hundred and sixty five yards, and two touchdowns. Um, this mm-hmm. is his fourth straight game of multiple touchdowns um, in a in single game. Like it's, he he is just on on an absolute tear right now, and this is actually his fifth straight game with at least one touchdown. Um, he's just been pretty dominant. Um, and over the last, his last six uh, finishes in PPR leagues um, are fourth, 24th, second, fourth, fourth, and second. So, um, you Crazy. know, so since the, you know, since the week, um, you know, since the week 10 by, um, he's he's averaged 29 carries and 144 yards. So, you know, Zach Taylor and the Bengals brass, they they are committed to handing him the ball and letting him run and, and just run, run, run.
1: Yeah, um, I see that. It's really surprising since, you know, their o- offensive line hasn't really been that good. Um, well, and then they, you, they, they, and then you see and then you see the weapons that they have, you would think is is, is odd for me to see the Cincinnati Bengals committing to the run.
0: Yeah, they're just maul- see the, the, what their their strength is actually. I mean, they've been pretty good at run blocking, but their their weakness is pass blocking, because I remember mm. a couple of weeks ago we talked we touched on uh, Joe Burrow getting hit in the, in the when they played the Raiders yeah um, he was getting battered. Right. so that's why they decided just to you know what let's just hand Joe Mixon the ball he's he's, a, he's our offensive centerpiece right now and he's he's cooking with fish grease so let's just continue to hand him and, and hand him the ball and feed him and, and continue to uh, you know let it you know let it ride um mm-hmm. and he he has the Chargers coming up this week and they're mm-hmm. last <laughs> they give up the mm-hmm. most yards per game we'll touch on you know that matchup a little bit later on um and then another running back that's you know been pretty awesome is uh, Elijah Mitchell of the 49ers um, he is everyone's you know waiver wire MVP you know, yep. far and away. Um he just had a game where he just had 32 touches, 168 yards, and, and another touchdown. Um he has six hundred and ninety-three yards rushing in only eight games played. And only eight games played. And he did all and he's and he did that, you know, he had that last performance with a broken finger. And so um he's still not fully healed, it's not still fully not a hundred percent. Um and you know, that six hundred and ninety-three yards is is second amongst rookies um second to only Najee Harris in Pittsburgh and Najee Harris has played three more games than him. Mm. So just think about that like he's averaging, you know, 87 yards rushing per game um and he's and he has four 100-yard rushing games and that's he only has three and only three other players have more. So Elijah Mitchell he is he, he is you know Kyle Shanahan commits to a running back um that this is what he's doing and this he's he is producing. You know, he he wasn't even the highest uh, drafted running back on his own team. Um, yeah. they, they helped me scratch the guy that, that was drafted <laughs> drafted ahead of him. <laughs> so um, you know this guy's explosive. He's, he ran, a, I think, a four three five at his pro day. Um, so he, you know he's 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 pretty explosive. He's pretty fast, and uh, you know, he's he's definitely been balling um, over the last several weeks. And then another running back we could touch on is uh, Cordero Patterson. Um, he was less than hundred percent as well with his high ankle sprain that he had a couple of weeks ago. Um, he had 16 carries, 108 yards, and two touchdowns um, against the the hapless Jaguars. Um, you know, he's you know, one interesting thing about him is you know he is the highest graded running back in the NFL per um, per PFF, next to Jonathan Taylor um, at a 90.9 uh, PFF. That's crazy. That's that is crazy. That is that is definitely crazy. Um, and then you know, in this past game, he had 19 other 32 running back opportunities, so 16 carries. and three targets. So he's he's taking control of that backfield. Um, you know, Mike Davis and uh Wayne Coleman are effectively afterthoughts. Um you know Cornell Patterson was a true game time call and he decided to show up and, and start balling out. So um, yeah. you know this was you know these these running backs have been you know been producing um, a lot of fantasy points as of late.
1: Yeah I I think C Pat in one of my leagues man like he's been holding down whether it be it my RB two or any of my wide receiver positions on uh, sleeper, so we. Sleep- oh yeah! Shout out to sleeper.
0: Shout out to yeah. sleeper. He still has
1: he still yeah. has dual
0: eligibility. Yeah. we he still yeah. has dual eligibility. So, holler at me, sleeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holler at us, holler at us. I a little sponsor, though. You know. What yeah. know um, but yeah, ESPN still has him as a, has a running back only boring right. But um, yeah, yeah. So, it, so shout out to sleeper on that.
1: Yeah, ooh, um, let's. I, I it hurts to, to talk about this game last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, your boy oh. Russ Wilson, he he look, he looks bad, man. He's not cooking. It's like as if Sierra just told him he's banned from the kitchen or something, man. Like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's. I don't know. It's he, bad. He's bad. Yeah, he's missing a lot of passes high. Like I, I watched that game, that entire game last night for fantasy reasons only.
1: Fantasy, yeah,
0: yeah, fantasy reasons only.
1: <laughs> it was yeah it was tough to watch I mean it was his best game out of the three cents to buy but even still he didn't he didn't look that good um he was like you said before the throws were really high or we just dirting them uh you see DK he ain't he has not been he hasn't done anything since he's came back um uh, like he's just non-existent I don't I don't know what's going on um he, I think since back to, uh since he's came back, he's been QB nineteen, uh, which is I mean, I mean twelve player league. You can't even play that if you're playing a single single uh, if you're single quarterback league. So he's been hurting you because I'm sure you've been playing them. So he's been hurting you. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's tough to see Seattle where they with three three and eight now they're yeah. out, so they're pretty much done. I don't know if they're just going to sit him because his finger is clearly not hundred percent or, he's going to keep riding with the model now, but it's tough. It's tough to see, see this, or maybe this is just his way of saying F you Seattle before he, uh, <laughs> try to get his way up out of there. Yeah.
0: But before he's, before he goes to Denver and starts throwing passes to Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick, and Noah Fant, and those guys. Cause, uh, cause yeah, hopefully we don't get this version of us in Denver next year. Um, I'm just, I'm just speaking. That already,
1: table. already, yeah. You already putting in existence. I'm already putting, in, I'm putting, <laughs> it, I'm
0: putting it in the air because we yeah. need those. Those receivers need to be saved. Um, yeah, they, they just have not been producing. Um, I think in that game, like this is kind of a, a small pivot, but in that Broncos Chargers game, like I don't think any Broncos receiver had over 30 yards receiving.
1: No, like they if, didn't because they were running the ball so well, or the Chargers. Like I don't know. Like it was just like bleeding the clock. Like I don't even know where the clock went. 'Cause nobody was mo- nobody nobody was moving the ball. I think they had a pick six from Patrick Sertain. and Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That game was weird and it was trash, but who knows? But even what's going then, on like there, at man. least
0: at least you you should have at least like one one receiver like cooking, right? I mean yeah. It, it just it just nope. seems that way every single week. Like there's there's always an issue with those receivers. Um, but yeah. just kinda of back to Seattle though, real quick. Um, I, I I saw I saw a stat on Twitter where I think they're the only team in the NFL that they had that, that have had uh that's had five straight three and outs um, that that shouldn't be happening with a, Washington's,
1: a, going against Washington's going defense? against
0: Washington's defense. And they've been getting smoked all season long. Now, granted, they've been playing a little bit better over the last couple of weeks. But there's still a you know, there's still a, a pretty good matchup for most offenses. So it's just it's kind of puzzling to me. But, you know, one thing we do, we, we can pinpoint is, you know, the Seattle Seahawks are firmly team established they love to establish yeah. the run, um, and no matter who's
1: back there,
0: and they have shitty running backs to establish the run. <laughs> uh,
1: you
0: know, for for some, for some reason they they continue to commit to Alex Collins, and I have no idea why. Uh, he's shown over and over that he's not good. He can't he can't break tackles. He's he's not explosive. Um, they need to give DJ Dallas more run. You know, I've yeah. I've been pretty vocal about this on Twitter. Like, why is Alex Collins must have something on the organization? <laughs> to, for him to continue to be the starting running back and continue to do well, nothing as the RB one, so it's just, they keep
1: resurrecting him. He wants to retire, and they keep bringing him back. So I don't know. He uh, must have I mean, something. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe it's that that goofy river dance he does when he goes when he when he's in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> or Whatever you know, that little that little. Uh, yeah, I know like, what
1: you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I don't we know haven't that. seen it. I haven't seen it. So because he hasn't scored, but <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> whatever the case may be, it's it's, it's problematic.
1: Yeah. Uh, another game. Well, this game was actually entertaining the uh Packers and Rams game, even though uh the Rams kind of shitted the bed. Uh, well, Stafford did, but um, this was an entertaining game, you know. Aaron Rodgers didn't practice all week and look sharp as ever, he had no problems with that defense for the most part. Um, uh, I guess COVID or wherever the toe COVID issue they had didn't look like anything, you know. Devontae Adams did work as usual they were recreative real creative in getting him the ball uh, even when he was matched up against ramsey uh i think he was i think they uh I heard something where he was uh rogers completed all five of his passes when rogers was shadowing him when he targeted him yeah he five five, for like for forty one or something yeah, five like forty that. One.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah uh which is i mean which is i mean it's not bad um uh, granted because it's because it's Devontae Adams, but I mean uh for Ramsey for his purposes, I'm sure he was pissed that he completed every single pass that he threw to him. Yeah. Uh but the most important part was just Stafford again, uh third straight game with a pick six. Um I know there's been a lot of reports about him uh about his uh back his back issues starting to re- uh resurface and then now also I've heard that his throwing arm has been been bothering him for pretty much the whole season, um, so I—I I mean, he did get do a lot of damage towards the end of the game because I mean they were trying to catch up. But again, um, this is Stafford with another bad showing. Uh, with three games in a row they lost, three games in a row they picked six. Uh, we were told that he was supposed to unlock this offense, and I mean doesn't doesn't right now doesn't look unlocked. And again, this also goes back to the narrative of. Uh, McVeigh. When when we get closer to the playoffs, later on in the season, people start figuring out his offense, and he doesn't have any counter to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They need to they need to figure this out quickly. Coming I mean, uh, if they're trying to make a playoff push, but for fantasy purposes, it's not really. I mean, everybody in the offense is still pretty much eating outside of uh, Higby. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you continue to start your Rams. Um, you, we saw Odell. Odell this week get re, uh get more acclimated to the offense with his 25 almost 26% target share, five for 81 and a touchdown. That long touchdown that we saw mm-hmm. in the what second quarter, I believe. Uh, no, it was it was the fourth
0: quarter. Yeah, it was like fourth? when there yeah, it was like it was at the very beginning okay.
1: of the Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, seeing him getting more comfortable with the offense, it was good to see. Uh you saw Cooper, we saw Cooper Cup. Uh, they didn't throw to him to pretty much the end of the first half, but I mean, you still saw him. He still ended up with with seven for ninety six. Uh, so he did work. They were, work. Hey, they were, they were garbage
0: him. time gods. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh,
1: we did, but we did see Van Jefferson, the long uh, touchdown at the beginning of the game. So um, you see, all three wide receivers are eating. So you know, um, we can still be, you know, pretty pretty uh, confident in these wideouts. You just Stafford just needs to play better.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, the third straight game, just kind of playing playing bad for, you know, for Stafford. And uh, throughout his career, um, I think he's he's uh, fallen to nine and I think 70 versus teams with a winning record. What? Then, yeah. Nine and 70. At one point, it was nine and nine, nine and fifty four. Now it's nine and seventy.
1: Goodness.
0: Um, and then another step that I saw on Twitter was um, or it might have been a graphic on on the broadcast, but. Um, they said go basically. Uh, Matthew Stafford is zero and sixteen versus teams that are entering the day at um, five games over five hundred. So for some yes, so for some reason, um, you know, when Matthew Stafford is playing like a really, really, really good team, uh, it, it just no doesn't, no it just no doesn't W's. produce yeah you, know, <laughs> you not <cannot> produce w. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, again for fantasy purposes, like Gene said, uh, you know, they're. You know, they, they put up they put up a lot of numbers. All three receivers were, were pretty involved um, and they should continue that trend uh, this week against the Jaguars. Now, granted, they probably won't be trailing in this game um, and they may be leaning on the running, you know, the running backs a little bit more. But, you know, who knows? Um, we'll see. Um, they did throw a lot against the Texans when they blew them out a couple of weeks ago and um, you know against the Lions as well. So we'll we'll see what happens uh, there. Um, but you know another game that you know a team got kind of got back on track was the the buccaneers against the colts um that was that was quite quite an exciting game it was quite mm-hmm. an exciting game a lot of points scored in that one uh, i think the bucks won 34 to 31 yeah 34 mm-hmm. 31 um and you know one guy that we we won 38 31 38
1: 31
0: 38 yeah. 38, 38 31 um, but one guy we want to highlight and we haven't really talked about him much this year but um is is uh rob Gronkowski. Uh, he is returning back to form as a top three tight end in fantasy. Um, he did play 80% of the snaps and had a 29% target share. He had seven catches, 123 yards. So he's he's getting a lot, he's getting down the field like he like the like the old Gronk, like the Gronk that we've been seeing um in the past. And you know, last week he had a 17% target share and he had six for 71. Um, I think he had like a 30, 30 plus yard receptions in each of those games, each of the last two games. So we're starting to see his usage uh, tick up and, uh, you know, Gronk is, it feels like he's, he, he, he needed all that all the time that he, all, all the, all the rest uh, to to heal those ribs and heal, to heal all those ailments that he had earlier this season. And he, he's got his legs under him and um, now they're going to start, you know, u- utilizing him more um, in the stretch run while, you know, Antonio Brown is still, you know, kind of working his way back from the ankle injury and, uh, Chris Godwin is trying to get over his foot injury because he's still, you know, still a little nagging foot injury, but for Godwin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Brady will will kind of utilize uh, Gronk and then the running game um, while those guys get healthy. And speaking of the running game, um, that'll lead us into our fantasy MVP of the week. Mm. Uh, Mr. Lombardi Lenny, uh, Leonard Fournette with four touchdowns uh, this Fournette. past Sunday. What a day for this guy. Uh, 17 carries, 100 yards, three rushing touchdowns. And then he had another one through the air. He had caught seven passes, so twenty-four total touches for over one hundred thirty yards and four touchdowns. Um, that's a pretty damn good day. Um, and he, if you have him on your, if you had him on your squad, you probably won your week. Um, mm-hmm. DFS, you probably won some money. Um, but you know, since the bye week, you know, Linda Fournette, uh, he's averaging just shy of eight targets per game from the running back position. Um, he's the RB three over the last two weeks, so he he's been he's been putting up some nice numbers. Um, and he has a 23.5% target share and a 70% rush share. So, um, Ronald mm-hmm. Jones and, uh, Giovanni Bernard, they are effectively who? afterthoughts. Who? <laughs> yeah. <who>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Leonard Fournette, I mean, he's, he's going to continue to, you know, to, you know, you know to, to ride, to, you know, to ride this, this momentum, this Lombardi, Lombardi Lenny momentum, um, into this, uh, playoff run for your fancy squads.
1: Yep. And then now to our fantasy losers, uh, our least valuable players of the week. Um, my Well, we got two of them. I, they were both equally bad. Uh, the first one is Jalen Hurts. Um, this dude couldn't throw the ball for nothing. <laughs> um, threw, three, threw three picks. He did have a couple of uh, bad drops by Jalen Rager. Um, one of them at the end of the game that could have helped him, could have potentially tied the game.
0: Justin uh, Jefferson dropped that pass.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had, had oh man. Um, <laughs> he. <laughs> the only thing that saved Jalen was his, his rushing. He did. He rushed for seventy-seven yards. Four of those carries were over ten yards. Yeah. Uh, did there was points in the game. Uh, even reports after the game that you could see uh, Devontae Smith very pissed, very like cussing on the sideline because he w- just wasn't getting the ball. Uh, I don't know if that was just like not in the game plan. Or they just told Jalen, you know, like, just just throw bad or I don't know what it was, but it was he, he just looked bad. Like, it just didn't make any sense. Um And then the other player, which was also sad to see, was uh, our boy. Well, your boy, Cam Newton. We know you hate Cam. We know you I
0: hate don't Cam.
1: I don't I don't hate him. I, I <laughs> It's just like the overexcitement when he came back was a little is is what has me tempered. But I mean. A little what I mean. If we go in just the just to go on the tangent a little bit, I mean, Cam was one of our like superheroes, if you want to say for, for athlete, because like we, I was in college when he was in college when he went to Auburn that that one year and just he tore the place up. Yeah. And then just seeing him, just seeing him go to the NFL and do what he did, like he's just one of those iconic athletes. Like I think in our generation, honestly, yeah. but Absolutely. I mean that's. There's a different conversation for a different day. But uh, he did go five for 20 for 92 yards, two interceptions. Gross. You know, he, was, he, he was equally as bad. Like, everything was like a dirt ball or in the fifth row of the stands. Uh, he ended up getting benched for P.J. Walker. It wasn't like he was any better. Uh, that game was out of reach early. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Uh, they you know, the, g- the, game, out.
0: the game didn't really start. As bad as the stats indicated, I mean he, yeah. he connected with DJ Moore for like a 64 yard, you know, uh, reception. We were thinking, yep. of, and then he, and then he, then they ended up scoring a rushing touchdown later on.
1: Yep, and, by um, him. Yeah.
0: Um, so, and then you know, we, we were just thinking, okay, well, maybe this is another game where you know, the Panthers often starts starts humming. Interception! Yep. Interception!
1: Three and, out, Duncan, three, and three and out. Three and out. Three and out. Three, out, out, three out, and
0: three out. out. <laughs> it, it was. It was bad. It was bad for Cam. Um, but you know, Matt Rule did say that you know he is going to be the starter when they come out of the bye on week fourteen. Nope. So that's still good. Good news. Um, they they have the Falcons coming out of the bye, so that's another get right spot for him. And you know how Cam likes to A town stop the Falcons when they play. <laughs> so uh, that'll be that, that'll be a you know just a kind of a bounce back spot for that offense as a whole.
2: Yeah. Check it out, NFL football is finally back baby and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find cowboys tickets or rams tickets or cardinals tickets anymore because tick pick that's t-i-c-k-p-i-c-k is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all nfl tickets tick pick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their nfl tickets don't believe it if you can find better prices. For the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are.
1: All right, now to our favorite part of the show, cap or no cap. For the people that don't know what cap means, it's just another word for saying, Oh, you lying. So if I if I said, Oh, uh, Cam Newton had a great game versus Miami, Ike big, would say that's a big cap. He had a terrible, <laughs> game.
0: He had a terrible game. Terrible
1: <laughs> game. All right. So hopefully that, that, that uh example was simple enough. Now to our first, our first uh uh, statement is our boy, Big Bag Taysom Hill. Will he be quarterback one for the rest of the season now that he's going to be starting?
0: Big Bag Taysom Hill who knows where the bodies are buried in New Orleans. Because <laughs> I don't know why he keeps getting paid. Um, that's a, that's another conversation. Sorry. Um, will he be a QB1 the rest of the season? Mm, I'm going to say cap for now, even though even though last year in his four starts, he was a he was a QB one in points per game. He did average over twenty fantasy points per game um, in each of his uh, four starts. Um, so, but we don't we don't know this version of Taysom Hill, because he's coming off of an injury, um, and he's only he's only been getting first team reps just this week. So we don't know how he's going to perform this week. Now we do know his biggest his biggest asset is his running ability. And that's the biggest reason why he was um, you know, a QB one in fantasy last year when he started. Um, so we'll see. Um the jury I think is still out on that. I'm gonna say it's cap for now. Uh, but you know, this could definitely change next week if we ask the same question.
1: Yeah. Um I'm gonna say cap also because he I mean, he sucks to me. I don't even understand how <laughs> I don't I don't get it like at all. He just sucks. Yeah. Like <laughs> Just, just keep them on punt coverage, man. I don't know. I don't get it. But, anyways, uh, our next one is: I can trust DK Metcalf in the fantasy playoffs, cap or no cap.
0: Hmm. That this is a uh, this is a very tough one. I'm gonna say, hmm. I'm going to say it's Cap. I don't think you can trust him. I don't, I don't think you can trust him. Uh, this version of Russell Wilson is very concerning um, for anybody who does own DK Metcalf. Uh, he has not been targeted that much um, lately. You know, over his last three games or 14 quarters worth of play, he only has seven catches for 57 total yards and no touchdowns um and you know he has and, and in the fantasy playoffs he has the Rams so he's probably going to get the Jalen Ramsey treatment mm-hmm. and Seattle's offense is not creative so they're not going to move him around so he's going to be locked in to Jalen Ramsey most of the seat most of the game which will free up a lot for Tyler Lockett I'd probably trust Tyler Lockett more than I would trust DK Metcalf um and then he has the Bears they are so-so defense against the pass and he has, has the Lions um, the Lions haven't been that terrible against the passes. I think they've been surrendering a lot more against the run. But, um, but in any event, man, I I I can't trust this version of DK this this version of Russell Wilson to get the ball to DK Metcalf consistently. And so that's that is cap for
1: me. Oh, I want to say no cap. Um,
0: now there there is a thing called regression, and things could definitely turn around for maybe a game or two. Um that uh, you know, I'm just going off of what we're seeing
2: you know currently,
1: yeah
0: uh, d k Metcalf tends to fall fall, you know fall by the wayside late in, late in seasons um, i think he I don't think he had a strong finish you know last year or the year before, so we'll see, Um which is true I, I, I just think it's i just think it's cap for now
1: you you are correct, I'm just looking now, like he he was like it was basically like last night, like towards the end of the season wasn't much of anything, I know. It goes against consensus when you say you need to start your studs. But, I mean, this might be one of them cases where you might just have to swallow the bu- the bullet. Like, you do want to start your studs when you get to the playoffs. But, I mean, we got three – this is three weeks now of, since Russell's been back, and he hasn't even scored over seven points in PPR. Yeah. That's that's tough for somebody you dropped probably second or third round. Yeah, as your return, I think. Yeah, so uh, it's definitely tough. Um, I, I, I want I want to trust in Russ. I, I'm must I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no cap just because earlier in the season he did go for five almost 100 yards and two touchdowns versus the Rams. Um, you can throw on the Bears, you can. It's tough, and you can definitely throw on Detroit, but. I wanna I wanna say I wanna say no cap on this one. I, I, I want to trust that Russ does something at the end of the year. But you do yeah. have a point about how DK's ended his his first two years in the league has been been pretty pretty poor. Yeah. Uh the last one I have is your boy, DJ Moore. I can trust DJ Moore in the fantasy playoffs, cap or no cap.
0: That is no cap. Um you can definitely trust DJ Moore because he is still one of five players, five or six players that has an elite target share of over 30%. And if you're still getting, if you're getting that kind of target share, um, that's, you know, that's at least 10 targets per game. Um, I know he has Buffalo, Tampa Bay and the saints. Um, Buffalo is probably going to be the toughest matchup, but Tampa Bay and new Orleans, they're both friendly matchups to wide receivers in fantasy. Tampa Bay is uh, seventh most friendly and New Orleans is fifth most friendly um, to wide receivers, um, so they both can you know they they both play a lot of man coverage, and uh, DJ Moore is a uh, is a good separator and he can beat man coverage. So, um, you know they they are expected to be trailing in all three of those games. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not the Saints. Uh, it might be a kind of a well, you, you never know, right? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. With that why, one, is, yeah.
0: But there, at least, at least for the Buffalo and Tampa Bay games, the target share is going to be there. So I, I always tend to lean towards guys that get targets and that are elite uh, playmakers. So this is definitely no cap.
1: I'll, I'll say no cap. Uh, even though I don't believe in Cam arm anymore, um, <laughs> the, uh, the target share is un like the numbers are undeniable in terms of target share. So uh, I'm, a, I'm gonna with no cap on this one too. Uh, all right. So waiver wire pickups this week is very tough just because of like the options that are probably gonna be available this late mixed with the bye week with uh, important players. Uh, I think this is a very, very, very skint waiver wire, but there could be some people in the in the in the uh, rebels uh, if you need somebody for this week or in yep. going towards the end of the year uh, for your playoff push. Yep. Uh, first off, we'll hit on some quarterbacks. Uh, first one, Taysom Hill, if you need somebody. I mean, he starts this week, like we said before. Uh, when he started last year, our it averaged over 20 points per game, uh, mainly because he was doing a lot of running uh, instead of throwing. Um, hopefully, he gets like Alvin Kamara and Ingram back because that also will help him. They, they were
0: practicing this week, so I think they okay. will be back for
1: the yeah. Thursday. game. so if he starts, then yeah, it should definitely open up some holes for him because just for the threat of them being back, there also will help him. Um, second quarterback is uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, mainly because he plays a, the Raiders. They're hella friendly uh, to to offenses. If you if you need help, they'll help you. Um, <laughs> if you have if they have the blueprint of how to defend your defense, he, they won't do it. So you know. Start him if you if you need a quarterback. And my last one is Tua. Tua's been playing good. Like I don't get the hate with Tua. Tua's been sharp pretty much this whole year when he started. Honestly, Uh, uh, but he's coming off of back to back games of eighty percent completion rate, uh, second in NFL in completion rate at seventy and a half. And then he has the Giants this week, and potentially the Giants with no Daniel Jones. So. they could have the ball up a lot more if something called Mike Glennon starts. So, uh, you know, start Tua. And they're
0: starting, to get, they're starting to get uh, Jalen Waddle involved uh, down the field. Yep. The so um, mm-hmm. Jalen Waddell just had a big game. So if they continue yep. to get that connection going, uh, we might see a lot more deep con- deep shots um, against that giant secondary uh, this, yep. this Sunday. Um, the next thing we have, we have running backs. And um, as we touched on at the beginning of the show, we had a lot of running back injuries. Um, but first, first we'll start in Carolina with Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah. Obviously, CMC is done for the year. Um, Chuba Hubbard, he's going to be getting the, the the lion's share of the rushing, the uh, uh, you know of the rusher, uh, the rushing attempts. Um, but then we'll have um, you know, Amir Abdullah in the passing game, um, and he recently out snapped uh, uh, Chuba Hubbard, so um, you know he'll he'll get a lot of work in the receiving game. So he's probably if I were to kind of Choose between these two in PPR leagues, I would lean to Dula because of the, because of the um, the upside in the in the passing game and the receiving game. Yeah, because um, they're going to be trailing in a lot of games, uh, you know, going forward. Uh, maybe maybe not this week, but the following couple of weeks with Buffalo and Tampa Bay, as we touched on um, their schedule. Um, and you know, Carolina is on a bye week, so you don't necessarily have to prioritize them too much. But if you want to get out ahead in front of your league mates, um, I would definitely put in a you know kind of a small claim for either one of these guys. And then the you know the next one. I mean, this this is this one's probably the most obvious. Um, if he's if he's on your waiver wire for some strange reason, spend uh, spend, spend whatever whatever else you have um, yeah. in your fat budget. Uh, but Alexander Madison of the Vikings, obviously Dalvin Cook is down for two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. We did mention picking Madison up last week just in case something happened to Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook. Um, and you know, in in uh, in Madison's two starts with Dalvin Cook down, he's had twenty six carries and twenty five carries. And he's out of all 15 running back targets uh, out of the backfield. So um, they use him exactly the same way as Dalvin Cook. And he's a locked-in RB1 anytime he plays um, with, with Cook um, out of the lineup. And then we have uh, Sonny Michel for the Rams. Um, you know, we, Again, we mentioned him last week as well, uh, just in case something happened to Daryl Henderson, uh, who now has a quad strain for uh, Sean McVay a couple of days ago, mentioning that. And so this is another guy that can just you know slot in and continue in, and continue on you know that that role because you know whenever a running backs in the game, they like to utilize them a lot. Um, they don't like to split carries. Um, they like to just kind of lean on one guy uh, yeah. for the most part. Um, and then next we have um, Jamal Williams um, out of Detroit. Um, you know DeAndre Swift got hurt um, pretty fairly early in that St. Uh, Thanksgiving game. And after, after DeAndre Swift went out, um, Jamal Williams handled 20 of the 21 running back touches um, after the injury um, for about 83 yards. I think he scored a touchdown. Did he score a touchdown? Uh, either either way know. it goes, he handled yeah. 20 touches after DeAndre Swift went out. So what, if, if DeAndre Swift were to miss time, Jamal Williams would be a good RB2 uh, to kind of slot into your lineups. And then the next one, the, the final running back that I have here uh, is Boston Scott. Uh, Boston Scott has been pretty pretty solid um, for the Eagles. Uh, Miles Miles Sanders injured injured his ankle um, this past week. Uh, he did come back into the game, but he still uh, was outtouched um, by Boston Scott. Um, outrushed by Boston Scott, 15 to nine. They both had 64 yards, um, but Boston mm-hmm. Scott had a touchdown. Um, and Boston Scott has the Jets this week, or the Eagles have the Jets this week, and they've given up a league high 20 rushing touchdowns. so if if if, uh, yeah I
1: know it's pretty bad Um, so
0: so Boston Scott is uh, available on your waiver wire go ahead and pick him up and yeah so that's that's all I have for running backs
1: yeah and then wide receiver and tight end is pretty scarce in my opinion Uh, the first one is Kendrick Bourne he's been killing it the last three weeks 13 receptions for 201 yards and three touchdowns every time he scores a touchdown it's like it's almost like a missed tackle and then he just just burns everybody, man. It's crazy yeah. how he's been scoring. Yeah, he's, he's a solid uh, player. Yeah, he's uh, PPR. He's PPR wide receiver twelve uh, in the last. Well, since week three, uh, which is pretty, game. which is pretty wild, because uh, he's just been sitting there and nobody's been really paying attention to him. Um,
0: yeah. Overall, I think overall in the season he's the PPR RB, uh, wide receiver twenty four. So he's a t- he's a he's a he's a wide receiver too, uh, very qu- quietly.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um also another person you might if you want to pay uh might want to reach out and get is uh, is Josh Reynolds. Um just because he's been he's been the most targeted wide receiver since he's been act- on their active roster. Um of- if, yeah, for the Lions, uh if if you need need somebody, that could be possibly somebody also. Um, for tight end, I mean, I don't really, I mean, it's pretty scant at this point. The only person I can just notable would be Foster Moreau because looks like Darren Waller will be out this week. Uh, they're showing he's week to week with his IT band, it, uh, uh, issue. Uh, if Waller is out, uh, the, the other time that Waller was out, I believe it was week six, uh, Foster Moreau took care of all the snaps. 17% target share, six for 60 in a touchdown. He was wide receiver four that week. So pretty good production for a backup tight end. Yeah. Um. All right, on to, you know, matchups to attack for this week, week 13. Uh, also known as Barbecue Chicken. Uh, if you don't know what Barbecue Chicken stands for, is from Shaq on, inside the NBA on TNT before games start. Uh, he coined it whenever he saw, when he sees matchups that you can just exploit. Just say barbecue chicken alert, you know, you can go and go and eat anytime you want. All all day buffet, man.
0: Yep. Mama's cooking.
1: Yep. All right. So my first one is Elijah Mitchell running back for the San Francisco 49ers versus Seattle. Uh, Seattle is the second friendliest uh, friendliest team to the RB position. Uh, 49ers tend to run the ball almost at 49 percent of their snaps, which is second most in the league. Uh, Debo is going to be out at least this week and next week, so there's no Debo to steal those snaps. So that's more carries for Elijah Mitchell. So I yeah, think that's you it. saw you,
0: you saw what Antonio Gibson just did to them last night. So uh,
1: yep, yep. Uh, my second one is a uh, uh, Antonio Gibson versus the uh, the, uh Las Vegas Rams. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. My bad. Uh, is the running back for the Washington uh, Washington football team. Uh, the Raiders are the third friendliest to the RB position. Uh, Antonio Gibson has 72 uh, rushing attempts over the last three weeks. Um, Washington has, has been committing to the run game and been committing to him uh, for better or for worse, which is good because I know fantasy owners have been been waiting for this. Um, they they I mean, they hope that you will see more. Passing game work. I mean, he did get some last uh, last night, but I mean, on Monday he got, like, night, he got a lot of
0: targets. He got like over seven yeah. targets last night. Yeah, so he got, like yeah,
1: like, yeah. Monday night, he did get a lot of targets, but the good thing is he's getting these rushing attempts regardless. So yeah. it's good yeah, to so, see.
0: Yeah. So the next one, uh, next couple of matchups we have Tom Brady versus the Falcons. Um, you know, Atlanta's 29th and past DBOA, and Tampa Bay is the number one offense um, in DBOA, and they might be getting Antonio Brown back. Um, and as we mentioned before, you know Gronkowski, he's gotten his legs under him, so that could be another, uh, you know, another um, you know matchup to exploit. Um, you know, they, you know, Atlanta hasn't been good at really stopping anybody, at, with the exception of Jacksonville last week. But who hasn't topped Jacksonville <laughs> right, or this year? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, another passing offense we can uh, we can look to target uh, is the Rams versus the Jags. Um, you know the Rams. Obviously, the last three weeks they have not um, looked looked the greatest. Um, you know the, the Jags are thirty second in pass DBOA, and the Rams are fifth in passing yards. And they pass the ball on a whopping sixty two percent of the time. So just imagine, you know, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, and Van Jefferson uh, going up against that Jags secondary. Um, barbecue chicken alert. Yep. definitely. Barbecue <laughs> And in the final, and in the final one we have, uh, we touched on this guy earlier. This um, earlier in the show, but Joe Mixon versus the Chargers. Um, the Chargers do give up the most rush yards per game at one hundred and forty six yards per game, and they are still last in rush DVOA. Um, hmm. As we mentioned, you know Joe Mixon has been averaging you know twenty nine carries and one hundred and forty four yards and two touchdowns since the week ten bye, and he's been the number three overall uh, PPR running back. He's been the number two overall PPR running back since week six. So, Joe Mixon um, has been on a tear, and he's going to continue that this week um, against the Chargers.
1: That's crazy. It's crazy yeah. what Joe Mixon's been doing, man. And it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's just been quiet like until until recent because you were just so, you just saw Jamal, Tre- Jam- uh, Jamar Chase going for like. 60 yard bomb for a touchdown, and now that's kind of slowed down. Now you just now you're seeing the work that Mixon is doing. Yeah,
0: regression, Um, regression is hit Jamar Chase definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah, and hurting my hurting my one of my teams, man. So sure is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, so our last segment of the show is uh, we we like to touch on player props a little bit. Uh, You know, in the state of Texas, we don't have a sports book, so this is how we get our fix is uh doing player props with uh prize picks. Um, uh, you know, and you know, player props do mix in with the game of fantasy. You can use these as a leverage these as a tool to get a gauge of how your player might or might not perform for the for the given week. Uh so we like to, you know, give our give our takes on some of these and hopefully you make some money out of it. I know last week we went we went uh five hundred, um our our boy Dallas Goddard you know, he one got, catch he for got, zero yards. Yeah, he got Jamal. He got uh, J- uh Jalen Hurst. Yeah, um, uh, and then David Montgomery didn't show up for the Lions game. Um, I don't know that what, was, what, what the nice offense game. was doing. Yeah, but we did hit on Elijah Moore at the end of that game. Luckily, yeah, got, it was
0: weird because it seemed like he was off to like a he at, at one point he was like he had three for 49 and he I thought mm-hmm. he keep, keep rolling and rolling, but he only had he only caught one more. Pass
2: and
0: lost yeah. three yards. So I was like, "Wow, yeah. you about
1: to yeah. kill us?" <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Yeah. great. laughs> uh, and then the, uh, the the Josh Jacobs hit very easily. So that was yeah, but, that
0: was very
1: easy. Yeah. All right, so let's go over some of our. So my first one is um, we, we're going back to the Jonathan Taylor. Well, uh, over uh, running back for the Indiana uh, Indianapolis Colts over one hundred hundred point five rush yards versus Houston um uh, the uh the Colts are favored by 9 in that game so they think it's going to be not close. If it's not close, then it just should be running the clock out and it should be running with Jonathan Taylor. Uh he the first time they played him he rushed 14 times for 145 yards and two touchdowns. I think that was a wasn't that a Thursday night game I believe?
0: No, 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 it was a it was just a Sunday afternoon game.
1: Really? What? Okay. I gonna be getting confused with when Houston played um
0: No, it was uh the Thursday night game was against the Jets.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor's also rushed for at least 107 yards in the last the last five or seven games. Uh, if they do put a, a a touchdown prop on prize put on prize picks, uh, half a touchdown, I'm definitely gonna hop on that because he scored a touchdown now nine straight games. So yeah, and he'll That's make my the first teams. one. Yeah, easily. <laughs> and then my second one is uh, Joe Mixon over 76 and a half rush yards versus the Chargers. Like we said, uh, the Chargers are given the most rush yards per game at 146. Last in rush DVOA um, and Mixon, he's averaged 29 carries and 144 yards uh, the last two weeks. So I think that should be easy for yeah. uh, the cash.
0: Yep, yeah, a couple ones that I have, and they are actually players that are in the same game. The first one I'll start with is, Lombardi, Lenny, Leonard Fournette for the Buccaneers, over 55 and a half rush yards versus the Falcons. Um, Atlanta is 23rd in rush DVOA on the season, and they are ranked 23rd in yards per game given up. Um, Leonard Fournette has hit this number, or has gone over this number um, five times this season. So we do like him to continue his uh, his, his his good play as of late um, against, uh, against the Falcons' defense that can be had. Um, and then on the other side, um, Russell Gage of the Falcons, wide, you know, wide receiver for the Falcons, over 48 and a half receiving yards versus the Bucs. Um, he's hit the over in four out of the last five games. And uh, with them expected to be trailing and chasing points all game, he should see a lot of targets um, in this one. Um, I think around you know 15 to 20% target share, um, especially when they're going to be paying a lot more attention to Kyle Pitts, singling him up you know, underneath in the slot. Um, you, you name it. I think this guy, will he'll, he, he's hes done a pretty decent job of getting open and, you know, providing Matt Ryan a, a decent uh, safety valve. So, um, you know, 48 and a half receiving yards uh, for Russell Gage uh, against the Bucks.
1: Well, you know, that's an- another end of our show. Uh, hopefully, you know, you can take some of the information and apply it to your squads this week. I know it's going to be tough on the waiver wire. You know, you might have to get a little – you might have to pull a couple of tricks – to get your get your uh get your lineup your rosters looking right for this week, uh, Ike, you got anything else for us?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you have some you know tough decisions uh, to make um, on your rosters, uh, this is the week to make them because uh, yeah. you know there's your margin for error is uh, pretty slim. Uh, now, normally on a you know if this was like a, a, if this was like last year or years past, this would be the final week of the regular season. But you do get that benefit of the 17th game, so there is another uh, week in the fantasy regular season. So just keep that in mind. Uh, week 14 is the final week of, the, of most of your most of your regular seasons. Or if maybe some of you decided to keep this, you know, as the same week, uh, your your final your final week is the same week. Then uh, you know, go go all in, go all in, do whatever you can to you know to make the playoffs. But um, you know, you, you know, for for most of you, you get one more opportunity to kind of write. Whatever wrong you you wronged earlier in the season, so uh, you know if you if you lost that game that you did you felt like you shouldn't have lost, you got a chance to make it up in week fourteen. So just just keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, just get, get some W's. Um, like Gene said, we hope that you know a lot of the information that we.